You are listening to episode number two of Fire in My Bones, where we tap into people's passions, desires, what drives them, and why. This week with our friend Graham Ripple from Paleo Fit Meals. Cool. Well, uh, here we are uh, with my buddy Graham Ripple. Uh, awesome to have him on it. He is the co-founder and CEO of Paleo Fit. Uh, I'll let him explain a little bit about how that's been around. I've known Graham for about four years. Four years. Yeah, that's all right. Around that, uh, we knew each other each other through some ministry connections, basically while yep. I was in Lawrence yep. doing some stuff, and he was basically previously doing the exact same things that I was attempting to do on Lawrence and yeah. Street and just kind of reached out to him and we kind of built a relationship through that, kind of meeting once a month. Probably. Yeah, that's about right. That. Yeah. yeah. Here and there and then I moved and so lost touch sometimes but kind of always kept a connection and yeah. have appreciated my connection with you and just Thanks, kind man. of uh, being able to sit down and bounce ideas and um, life, you know, there was an interesting portion of my life that you sure. were around for through yeah. those months, which yeah, was totally. important, you know, not every single person I met with once a month yeah. during that period of my life. So yeah. I value my relationship with you and it's an Thank important you. one. So nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, we got Graham on here just because, uh, you know, I got to know him through all that time and, and through his story and have valued how he sees business and things like that and has kind of gone and done some things his way and has tried things and figured things tried out. Him. And so, yeah, so basically I'm going to let you just kind of introduce yourself a little bit, where you're from, kind of some basic things like what PaleoFit is yeah. and uh, when it started, et cetera, things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, yeah, I found it interesting like in our friendship right yeah. i mean it seemed like it was this really interesting cross-section of ministry and entrepreneurship you know because yeah. at the time you're doing your crossfit gym in lawrence and it seemed like that was one of the things that you and i really keyed in on was this idea of you know what does it look like to do business um kind of simultaneously with ministry yeah. you know how do the two things coexist how do they help each other how do they hurt each other um so yeah so my my company is a company called paleo fit it's a prepared meal company um, and we, we specialize in the paleo diet, but now we have kind of other diets represented as well, vegetarian, um, gluten-free, yeah, things like that. So our, our customers order online and we deliver to their house. Um, we have a couple of gym partners that we do pickups at. So we started, gosh, like three and a half years ago, something like that. Before that, I had a vitamin company. It was a one-for-one -one vitamin company. Um, that for every product um, we sold, we donated to malnourished children um, through a, through a um, nonprofit in California. So yeah, so it's been a it's been an interesting. My background is engineering and business. I went to K State. Um, I graduated high school in San Antonio. My dad was in the military, um, so I kind of moved around. But Kansas City, you know, we were talking about earlier, like Kansas City has always been a home um, that we came back to. Yeah, cool. Well, we've got some basic stuff, basic questions. Two intro ones. Favorite barbecue in Kansas City? I mean, Oklahoma Joe's. I don't know. Yes. There. I yes. mean, there's only there's only one meal there. I know that they sell lots of different things, yeah, but they only sell a Z-Mander fries to me. <laughs> a Z-Mander fries to me. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. So I, I will say, I, I think a second is um, the Char Bar in uh, Westport. Okay. It like, it became a place that I, I've done, um, 
breakfast on Saturday morning with my buddy Tyler for five years. Um, he did the house church in Lawrence with me. And so for like five or six years, almost every week we've done breakfast together on Saturdays. And then we started doing char bar, Mm. um, and like, like in the, in the evenings during the week and man, that place, their sandwiches are always on, also on point. That's awesome. Gotta try that. Yeah. Never been. Oh, it's good, dude. They have this great little like outdoor bocce ball hang place that's where oh, you cool. and i ran yeah, into yeah, each other into yeah. yeah we ran into each other like i was Aww. with my dad i remember it yeah yeah, yeah. of course yeah. that's awesome so what do you so that's your favorite barbecue what would you say your favorite local coffee shop is or coffee provider even? dude there's there's too many i mean <laughs> there's too many my i mean i once a week i meet with a group of guys down at key coffee in the river market Corey's sure. who owns it's a buddy of mine um crows is local um i I go there a lot um i love second best i love going out to lee summit like lee summit to post is my like it's like when i need to get away i have this like delusion that i'm gonna get away and i'm gonna drive to post and not see anybody that i know because i'm like it's lee summit and then i forget that i know people who work there it's like it's like i know the owner yeah i'm like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be incognito and i'm gonna i'm gonna go to post and no and then i'm like what am i doing right hey tanner how are you like oh yeah right right that's hilarious cool well other questions we have, just some like uh, basic one is just like what what would you say you're passionate about? You know, if you could encompass because basically what we're trying to do with the podcast, right, is tap into the mind and heart of people what they're passionate about, yeah. you know, and how they're going about either achieving that or how they're trying to find what they're passionate about. So both things. So just yeah. basic ones. What are you passionate about? Yeah. Why did you start Paleo Fit? Like what you know? Sure. Did that align with that, or is that yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Um, passion, man. Uh, like I, and passion to me is so interesting because it seems like for all of us, passion is multifaceted. Um, and that I, I don't know if there's, I think sometimes like it's, it's as if we all have these like, um, like inner drives that move us in the kind of different directions. Right. And that, um, sometimes they kind of converge and go in the same direction and they multiply on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they go in like totally different directions and you find yourself being pulled kind of in, you know, a couple different areas. Like I know I, I hear a lot of my artist friends talk about that where they have um, like some of my photography friends, particularly like they do photography and it's their main, you know, source of income. And then they find themselves being pulled in, in different directions. Um, and, and even just to kind of be an artist, they find themselves like kind of running off the path. Um, and so for me, I, I I mean, I think I'm still in discovery. I, 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 two passions that have always been consistent in my life has been, um, has been the the church and then, um, and then business. Mm. Um, and so, and even kind of my first, um, engagements with, um, with business was, was, um, while I was, I was a house church pastor in Lawrence, um, and I was basically wanting, um, to merge, uh, merge the two in the sense of being able to run a business that would free up my time a little bit. Mm. Um, you know, when I first became an, I was an engineer and I was deciding between leaving being an engineer and going to seminary and, and then going into business. Um, so those have been like kind of two consistent ones for me. I've, I've always, um, been passionate about the, the church's interaction in culture and how to do it in a way that's healthy in a way that's like, 
um, that, that, that brings freedom. That's a true expression of kind of like a corporate relationship with, with Christ. Um, and then with, with business, I just love building stuff. Um, I, I really love, right on. um, you know, like having kind of this, I mean, what I love about business is that it allows me to kind of live out of my right and left brain, you know, it allows me to, to come up and to see culture and to see a problem, you know, see, see something that has a need and then to, to build something around it, bring life to something. I just find it's a really fascinating thing. And then as soon as I have it built, I tend to like be a little bit bored with it and like ready to kind of pass it off to somebody else so that I can just kind of build again. So um, even, I mean, you asked about PaleoFit. I mean, PaleoFit, I, I had a, a company that I was working on, a vitamin company, and, and we'd been working on it for three years. Um, was this while you're still in Lawrence, the vitamin company? Yeah, it was, it, it, it was started in when, like, kind of my last years in Lawrence and then transitioned um, into being when I was, like, early into Kansas City. So it kind of bridged the gap. Yeah. Um, and so, and I started the vitamin company while I was an engineer. We did it as kind of a little bit of a side project. Um, and so, but even PaleoFit, I mean, I was, was selling into CrossFit gyms through my vitamin company. Right. They focus on paleo. They focus on nutrition. And yeah. I said, hey, why don't, you know, there's no one who's really providing prepared meals. It was when prepared meals was still um, just kind of a newer market. You know, people were doing it, but it seemed like it, it certainly wasn't as widespread as, as it is now. And yeah. so I saw it as just kind of a gap. And I, you know, I was like, well, we should do this. You know, I had a, yeah. a chef friend and it just kind of came together. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So, but, my, but I will say, I mean, my passion... I mean, I believe in our company. I love what our company does. My passion has always been business more than it's been the yeah. specific of business. You know, so I yeah. find myself having lots of conversations with entrepreneurs and being really engaged with what they're doing. You know, the the subject matter is less important to me than the form. Right. Sure. Yeah. So, how long do you think it took you to find that um, in terms of business? I mean, you talked about yeah. the two being business and church. Was yeah. that? I guess from an early age or was it, I mean, you touched on a little bit, but yeah. when did it really kind of start to sink in? Yeah. Um, you know, I had a mentor in college at the end of college and he, this was like, I mean, I was studying engineering, you know, halfway through school was knew that I didn't want to be an engineer. Didn't really know what to do. I was getting good grades in engineering. Um, and so I, I began to kind of, my, I mean, I remember having this sit down conversation with my parents my junior year of college and they were like, well, what else would you want to do if, you know, and I was like, I don't know. Um, and so I, um, I ended up kind of loading in business courses as a part of that. I had a mentor who said to me, um, do you know, Graham, I think that you're really going to have to create your own job. Like, I think that you're kind of skilled and gifted in a way that's going to be, um, that, that like, I think that you have the capability to create your own job. I mm-hmm. think that it might work best with kind of your temperament and skill set. You're just skilled in just a couple different kind of weird different ways. Yeah. Um, and so, and I, but I, I don't think I ever really even considered entrepreneurship until I was 25 or 26. I mean, I don't think yeah. that I, I don't even think I would have put myself and, you know, I, I don't think I ever would have imagined starting my own businesses. I mean, I just, it wasn't even something that I was across. I mean, like was Absolutely. in my mind, you know? Um, and so, and even kind of the same thing with, um, I mean, with church, I started doing house church in college. Um, and so that probably built, was built in with me a little bit, a little bit earlier in my life, you know, was, um, was the idea of, you know, what does church look like in culture and, you know, so 
Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, yeah I it, that answers. Yeah. It absolutely does because yeah. there's so many things on the spectrum of uh, what you want to do, like you mentioned. And yeah, yeah. for people, it's like, oh, there's this pressure in our society. We got to find that out right after college. Totally. We have to find what that is yeah. at the end of high school to yeah. know what we're going to do in college. Yeah. That's what you're saying is it's, not I, for I you. Think I think it's ludicrous. I Me mean, too. I, yeah, I think it's like the whole 18-year-old, like, know what you want to do in school. Like, I just think it's I just think it's ludicrous. Like, I, mm. I, I, it will be interesting when I, you know, like, God willing, have kids, like, and begin to kind of, like, coach, you know, what does it look like to coach your children through education and stuff like I really wish that I had given myself more permission um to like more permission to like take a gap year you know more permission to like one of my big regrets in college anyways was I didn't study abroad um I'm thankful Mm -hmm. that I've had lots of international experience but I wish that I had um had done that you know um and so yeah I think that there's just this like this pressure that's in culture that's just we have no room for experimentation we have no room for um, you know, giving people a little bit of a break, you know, like no room for hands-on tinkering, you know, like if I was going to go back and redo school, I would do something like industrial design, you know, that was mm-hmm. design and so well as structure. Again, this right and left brain, awesome. right? Like, I mean, something that I like now that I'm 33, I'm like, oh, that's a good fit for me. <laughs> yeah. But at 18, I would have never had, I would never had that perception for that. You know, I mean, I just, right. yeah, didn't have life experience to so know. No, I mean, similarly, like what we have talked about, even on yeah. the last one, like was the concept that like, yeah, you have people that go out and get a job. Sure. Not all of them, but oftentimes you see those people later on because basically they've been told or yeah. understood and it's understandable because the way that our world works is you go and you live on your own and you pay bills and sure. you do this and you have a car and you yeah. have security yeah. quick. And so it forces your hand to go get a nine to five. It go. It forces you to basically, for lack of a better word, go do something you don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Like the money thing, obviously that's a reality. Of our sure. World. Like you're not going to evade that, but finding something you love and a lot of what we're trying to figure out on this is that concept is like, well, do you have to go get a nine to five immediately? You yeah. know, and and some people they do that still knowing, hey, this isn't what I want to do, and they're proactive about finding what that thing is. Yeah. But that I haven't seen a lot of that. You yeah. know, that's why sometimes you see parents like and different people of different generations going back to school. Yeah. Like in their fifties or sixties. Totally. They're like, wow, that, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Like I mean <laughs> yeah. having to shell out that money again through a totally different process. And like you're saying, at yeah. three you're realizing, oh, that would have been better. Like yeah. <laughs> To have actually studied that, you yeah. know, and I, I, I wonder how many people that would be true for. I yeah. imagine a lot of people. Yeah, I, th- I think there's, I think they're just really heavy scripting, you know. I mean, I just yeah. think that we live in a really like scripted narrative, mm-hmm. um, and and I think it's financial. I mean, I definitely think there's some financial realities to it. I also it, think that there's, um, I think there's even kind of like the idea of success that's underlying. Like, I mean, I look at the education system and it just seems like it's set up for, like, good, good grades in high school so that you can then, you know, go to college. And right. I think it would have been, like, unimaginable yeah. to not go, you know? Or, like, right. does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I mean, I just... Yeah. You'd have to be totally breaking the norm. Yeah. And take a huge amount of risk in order to be able to get after that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. To have that time. Yeah. So... Let me ask you this. Yeah. So 
now you're in paleo fit, but what kind of jobs or maybe assignments have you, do you feel like you've had that have kind of led you to paleo fit mm. that maybe you wouldn't have done before, but kind of built towards that? Does that make sense? So maybe like that was another business that you got experience from or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's inter, uh, I think I understand your question. Like, um, I like what I'm hearing you ask is like basically like, you know, what, what experiences, what opportunities, what things right. like that kind of led me into like the role that I play now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I am actually in a little bit, honestly, of a transition r- right now, even totally. like in my, you know, I'm, my role at my company is, has changed where my business partners taken over more and more of the day to day operations. Yeah. I'm, operating more as kind of like an owner and he's, um, I mean, we're co-owners, but like he's really handling the day to day. And so my time is decreasing now and there's some other kind of new projects that I'm working on. And, um, yeah, I mean, for me, um, I, I mean, a couple kind of key things for me in terms of like specifically work. Um, there was, uh, I mean, engineering, I always, um, begrudged. I just was like, Oh, like engineering, um, and I, and I have really come to like really be grateful for it. Um, because engineering, like engineer, like studying engineering really taught me how to think engineering is really just problem solving. Yeah. Um, and so I use, I use that. I, I use kind of this, um, you know, just like, it seems funny to say I use math. I use math daily. <laughs> I use spreadsheets. No, but like uh, engineering taught some me people to think. Do that. Yeah, some people some people do that. I do it. I spend a lot of time using that. Um, no, but like uh, you know, engineering taught me how to think. There was a group of guys yeah. that were um, that were mentors of mine right as I was graduating college. That were um, one of them's a, a pastor down in Belton. Um, another one is a they they run a, a bunch of different things. I was the youngest guy by like a, a decade. I mean, we just were in this kind of ongoing, almost kind of philosophy conversation. Mm. We ended up. Uh, presenting at a conference doing a breakout session at a conference in um, the Bahamas that had N.T. Wright and Richard oh. Rohr and what? Brennan Manning it was the, it was where we and joked in the Bahamas and we were in the Bahamas yeah, yeah. yeah. we yeah. joked yeah. that it was N.T. Wright <laughs> Brennan Manning and 98 of our closest friends it was I mean it was literally this tiny conference that somehow I think two people came to our breakout session like I mean it was yeah. like yeah. we were competing with like we literally the time of the breakout session was like was like okay guys here's the deal you can go to this breakout session with these four random dudes from Kansas City or you can go swim with the sharks with NT Wright and everyone was like swim with the sharks I mean literally I was like this is the worst design conference ever like in terms of in terms of you know that thing it was right. awesome in other regards but yeah. anyways I mean those guys taught me how to think um, I mean. Even kind of the, I mean, my first business in so many ways, we just bumbled through it. I mean, we yeah. didn't know what we were doing. We just kind of made it up as we went. It's one of the things, my time, I mean, my last six years, I feel like I've just been a lesson, yeah. you know, in entrepreneurship and a lot of like what not to do, um, you know, Absolutely. and so you just become better at, you become better and kind of like the stakes get higher, you know, and so, mm. yeah, so there's some formal things like engineering, like these Sure. Like these guys, um, but then I think that it was just a lot of like, hey, I want to go in this direction, and I'm gonna try, yeah. and I'm gonna fail, and I'm gonna yeah. learn. I mean, just a lot of just doing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Great. That's really cool. Mm. So okay, so on the thing of failure, like, what would you say 
thus far, your biggest failure, maybe in business, maybe in trying to find what you wanted to do, whatever that was, what would you say when you look back, you're like, man, that was one thing I, you know, maybe it's not the yeah. regret, but it was one of those, it was like, that was a hard lesson. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess also, what did you learn from that? You know, because obviously the failures are something. So sure. And it's just sure. Fail, but. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I I have a hard time with like, you know, anything that's like, what's your favorite movie? What's your, you know, like I I feel yeah, like sure. I don't I don't feel like I have one kind of, one incredible, you know, inc- like sure. the biggest. Sure. Um, I think that there's been a lot of like, I think there's been a lot of painful lessons along the way. Okay. You know, um, I mean, I think one of them was, you know, we, um. You know, I, I left I left my engineering job with a business that was really kind of half developed. You know, it wasn't really like it wasn't fully developed from a from a cash flow perspective. I think that we didn't really even know what we didn't know. Yeah. You know, and absolutely. so I think that that was that was kind of a painful. Hmm. Um, like I I am the biggest the biggest fan of starting businesses um, and getting them viable while you have while you have other sources of income. I just think it makes a lot of sense, um, and I I just you know was young and dumb and didn't have a ton of responsibilities, and so I was yeah. able to kind of dive off into this project. But it um, but it just added a lot of like financial stress in my life that I didn't need, you know. Oh. I mean, and so even my business partners had wives that supported them, you know. And so for me, I was trying to start a business while also trying to figure out like oh what is he? <laughs> like other jobs, and it was just kind of you know it was just kind of crazy. And I, I think that a lot of it was providential. I mean, I think a lot of it was, I left my job not only to pursue my business, but because it's what I felt like God was leading me to do. Um, and I, you know, I still, I still see that. I still believe that, but, um, but it also taught me a big lesson. (laughs) I mean, in terms of, you know, and so I, I don't know, whenever I run across people who are talking about leaving their job to pursue something, I mean, my thought is, look, unless you can, unless you, um, you really know that you can make it successful within a certain amount of time. It's like, just do, just put in the extra work. Like just, you know, just work hard like at night and get up early in the morning and work hard over the weekend and get something that's sustainable mm. so that when you then, that you have something that brings in revenue that has cash flow to it so that then, you know, if you feel comfortable leaving your job um, or scaling back on your job, then you, that you know that your time is going to go into something that you can then just ramp up even further. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And so I just, you know, it's like, look, you're gonna if you're gonna start a business, you're gonna be putting your heart and soul into it anyways. You're gonna be putting all your time into it anyways. You might as well just do that now while right. you've got while you have a job, while you have a source of income. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think there's always gonna be a certain degree of risk, right, when you're trying yeah. to do something you love. Yeah. So there are gonna be things you miss the mark on. There's totally. Totally. Things that's like, man, what a perfect timing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, that's always interesting because we always want to calculate the lowest amount of risk. Sure. Know? And that's that's always the hard part. I know for yeah. me, that was always the hard part with the CrossFit gym. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that amount of calculated risk for me and mine had a different dynamic to it at the yeah. time. Yeah, well, you I mean, you were married. Right. So you know, I mean, you were, and I, and I wasn't. A whole different amount of stuff. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't married, didn't have a mortgage. I mean, you know, I, and I, I have a pretty high risk tolerance myself. I mean. Sure. I mean, it's just, I don't know how I'm geared, but nice. yeah, I mean, it just is, you know, yeah. um, no, but I, yeah, I think that, yeah, whenever you're, I, I think whenever you're pursuing anything that you're passionate about, whether it's, 
whether it's a job, whether it's, you know, your own business, whether it's art. Um, I, I think that anytime you have your heart and soul into something that it's going to be risky. Um, mm-hmm. beca- and the reason why is that you're emotionally involved with it. And so if it goes different than what you expect, like, um, there's the possibility of pain. There's a possibility of being hurt. Like if it's something, I mean, if we're talking about the idea of passion, right? Something that we're passionate about, then, um, you know, I think passion is intertwined into kind of something that's really unknowable within us. And that, that really has something that has an emotional hook into us. Yeah. Right. And so, and then oftentimes passion then, um, gets super messy because then relationships get involved, right. And you're passionate about this thing and then you end up meeting other people that you're, that they're passionate about. And then you have this relationship with this person. And then when it like, I mean, I don't know how, how many of all of us, right. Have friends that have had businesses that have failed or ourselves have had businesses that have failed, have had church endeavors that super passionate about that have failed, mm-hmm. have had artistic things that have failed. I mean, it's like, you know, it's a, it's just always risky, you know, like for me, risk mm-hmm. is just, is just a part of life. I mean, it's just a part of how it is. And so it's not, risk isn't something that I run away from. Risk is something that I engage with, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And Jordan, you can kind of share on that a little bit, just about your ministry endeavor kind of piece that. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to do, but it just didn't. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and I was telling you yeah, yeah. Uh, a little earlier, Graham, that I was involved in a ministry called K-Life. Yeah. And uh, if that is what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I had a job there as a men's discipleship coordinator for one of the, their chapters in Conway, Arkansas, mm-hmm. which is an awesome chapter and an awesome ministry. Yeah. But I... Uh, I, I, I kind of messed up. I was late to something that I shouldn't have been late to. Mm. And the repercussions were being fired, you know, and mm. that was, that was tough. Mm. Um, you know, I've struggled with that so much in the mm. last couple of years. And it's like, how do I, you know, go into something I love to do? And, you know, th- there's that risk of, you know, if you do, something with your time your free time and that kind of carries over you know you could sleep in not get enough sleep or do stuff like that and when you go into something like that um yeah there's not always the fairy tale ending you know and so yeah that was a that was a tough time but i think it's caused me to grow up yeah. It's caused me to yeah. take a look at what I need to do and what I want to do yeah. and uh, to merge those. But kind of moving forward, it's like there's nothing but risk if I want yeah. to continue to find what I am passionate about, yeah. which is the process I'm in right now, and and to to ch- kind of jump ship and to start that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, risks are a big part of it. Well, and I think there's risk both ways. Like, I think that there's there's risk of doing and it not working out the way that you want. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, there's risk of not, yeah. you know? And yeah. so I think that, you know, I, I think that we... And so the, the thing that I think is our culture that we tend to miss is that second. You know, we tend to miss the idea of, like, you know, what does it look like to not do it? You know, yeah. uh, like, missing opportunity cost, if you will. Um, and so we... Um, yeah, and, and you know, it's it's the life unlived, and it's hard to it's hard to name that. It's hard to calculate, yeah. you know. So, which is part of the reason I respect the journey. Absolutely, you know. So, yeah, yeah. So we have a few more, and I'm gonna put you in a box again. Please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> absolutely as much as you can. Yeah, if you just 
Absolutely. We're gonna Please. need a bigger box. Yeah, we're, gonna need, we're gonna need a bigger box. It's perfect. <laughs> One of them. The, yeah. Just kind of a. I mean, a helpful habit. You know, when I think about a lot of entrepreneurs, and yeah, yeah. people. Actually, you were really good about teaching me some certain habits, even in the CrossFit gym stuff. Mm. Just some basic stuff that I didn't know. Like, cause and I didn't even know what I didn't know. Yeah. And like in meeting with you, you were helpful in showing me some of those things. You know. I have no and, idea what any of those things are, but, but you know, <laughs> that's, but that's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, simple like you're yeah, just yeah. helping me look at yeah. numbers very sure, literally sure. Yeah, yeah. very literally yeah, that yeah. has to do with yeah. some of your background yeah that stuff. dumb engineering man I mean you know <laughs> people actually yeah. do numbers yeah they do yeah they do <laughs> some people so that was a really helpful I mean I did but like I didn't know what I was doing sure nobody yeah, yeah. showed me anything yeah of you course know? so just very simple things yeah. that were helpful for me but you know simple things that people talk about all the time is like yeah. sleep Basic. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't have to be like yeah. profound or anything. Yeah. Just trying to think of, you know, what's something in time for you that has been a habit that's like, man, creating this habit allowed me to continue doing what I'm passionate about and become yep. more effective at that. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple come to my mind. Um, one of them, when I was in, when I was at K State, I was introduced really early to the idea of silence and solitude. Yeah. Um, my freshman year, actually Dave Seller. I mean, we were, you know, um, Dave was, Dave was a, a mentor of mine, um, my freshman and kind of sophomore year, Yeah. you know, and so they were just experimenting with kind of the, the idea of spiritual disciplines, um, kind of like through, you know, Dallas Willard and Richard Foster and, you know, it's now Absolutely. kind of like common hat, but at, at the time I think it was, I don't know. Uh, it's, yeah. it, it was new to me. Um, and so my freshman year, um, you know, was just like really encouraged, like, Hey, like develop this, develop this habit specifically of solitude and silence. And, um, and so like to this day, I mean, on Sundays, I, um, somewhere between like one or two o'clock and about five o'clock, I, I go and do, do solitude. Um, and I've, I mean, I've done it now sent for, 15 years. I mean, like mm. probably fifth. I mean, it's just crazy how to think about it. I mean, 2001 was when I was in college. And so, yeah, I mean, probably right at 15 years I've been doing, um, weekly, you know, three hours, um, on Sundays. And I, um, it's kept me sane. I mean, I, I think that I, I mean, I, I, I do think it's a spiritual discipline. Yes. But I think it's a human one. I mean, like uh, even, even there are other people that I read, you know, I, I, you yeah. know, read biographies and stuff and how often people talk about, just this need, you know, especially high performing people, this need of, of um, getting away, you know, and just resetting and being able to think. And so, um, so solitude for me is, is one that like, is like a non-negotiable, like yeah. um, I, I protect it. Um, I think, and I just think it's, I don't think I'd be able to be an engineer or, or be an entrepreneur without being it. Um, and then other ones that... Did you say entrepreneur? Entrepreneur. <laughs> entrepreneur. I just was, I just am making up words. I heard engineer um, and we uh, need to put that in the dictionary on, tomorrow. Engineer. An en- I love it. I'm a engineering entrepreneurship. <laughs> as long as, as, long as um, you're not an off-engineer. You could be an engineer. Uh, off-engineer. Some no. of the guys I read use yeah. like entre leadership stuff yeah. like that i love it they they make up their own words totally if i it if, works yeah if i didn't do solitude i would be an off for near off for off engineer i would be an off engineer i i'm st- apparently not on engineer right now um yeah so solitude for me is one i mean another one that i'm um and probably all i mean really common but it's just like movement um and by i mean movement i think can look a lot of different ways depending on where you're at 
Um, I mean, for me, I still kind of do the CrossFit thing, which Mm -hmm. is a lot of fun. But, like, I find myself – I can always tell when I'm not there is when I'm, like, most stressed, most out of it, most just unhealthy generally. And and I'm realizing that it's not just getting up and going to CrossFit. It's, like, even if I'm just getting up and moving, walking, engaging, like, it just, like, I just think that movement is just so important as a part of being human. Yeah. Yeah. So. Great. Yeah, I mean, I think across the board, what I've heard from successful people and people who start their own businesses or um, are very involved in what they do and are good at it are people who read often, who do find solitude, who keep up physically. And there's, I I think for me, it's like um, what I've read recently from this guy I'm reading is Dan Miller says, there's all these areas of your life you have to, it's like a wheel. If one mm-hmm. one of the spokes is shorter, it's not going to work. Yep. And so it, that's just really encouraging to hear. If, yeah. Like something that you that's worked for you and that helped probably, you know, in turn helped you in those other areas. Totally. Finding that one personal. I, I think yeah. one of the areas he has is personal development. Yep. So for you, yes, it's like yes. <laughs> solitude. Perfect. Solitude. Yeah. And it's like if that. Yeah. If that's good, the other's good. Uh, totally. I, one guy I um, studied under at the Canacuck Institute, yeah. his name is Chad Amsh. Chad Hamsh. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. And he, he would always say, discipline breeds discipline. Mm. Um, I'm sure it's, he's not the first person yeah. to say that. He but invented that phrase. He invented it. He coined it. it. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Yeah. Um, no, but I think that's really cool. <laughs> you like it, you need it. No, so I mean, it's it's that's really cool. Yeah. So that was a good answer. Cool. Awesome. So if you could go back to your early twenties or maybe yes. just post college, if you could go back to that Graham. Yeah, yeah. What is one lesson you would communicate to yourself? Um. Well, I mean, uh, my I mean, lesson for me would be. Um, and this, of course, goes specifically with my story. Like, I I wish that I had started creating businesses far earlier in my life. I mean, I think that, like, and, and granted, this is me. I mean, this is my story. Yeah. I think I'm going to be creating businesses for the rest of my life. I plan to be. Um, or helping other people create businesses. I love it, right? Yeah. Um, and so I wish that in college, like, I wish that I had been doing stuff. I wish that in, I mean, you know, right out of school, like, I mean, I just, I, and so if I'm going to take that idea and, and, and distill it away from business, I mean, I think my general thought would just be like, just start. Like, just start. Just go like I, I, you know, and like, let it be messy. Let it be. We're, I mean, we're talking about the nature of podcasts, you know, and like, Hey, just like, just let it be rough. You know, like, and like Anne Lamont talks about shitty first drafts. Right. And she's like behind any book is just shitty first drafts. And like, I think that, you know, we're, we're earlier, we're talking about scripting in our lives. Like, I mean, what does it look like to lead your life as if that you give yourself permission for your life to be a little bit of a shitty first draft? Like, I mean, what if we viewed our twenties as shitty first drafts? Right. And like, and that we're okay, like that we're okay with that. Like that we give ourselves permission to fail. We give ourselves permission to experiment. We give ourselves permission to learn and that we understand that learning happens a lot through action. You know, it happens a lot through conversation. Like, um, I I didn't know the questions to ask until you presented with the problem. Right. And so the reason I feel like I've learned a lot about business is that I like put myself in situations in which I was in way over my head and had like no clue what to do. And so it, you know, so I, I mean, I met with a mentor uh, two two or three weeks ago, right? And this is a guy in his 60 who's retired. He's my best friend's father-in-law. Or no, my best friend's step, stepdad. Mm-hmm. And um, 
this dude has done business, you know, for 30 and 40 years, owned a ton of businesses. Right. And I, and I come up to him and I'm like, Hey Chip, like I got it. I don't even, I said, Chip, I don't know where to start even in telling you what's going on. And two, I'm just super embarrassed by the situation. I said, I, I feel like I'm smarter than the situation that I'm in. Hmm. And Chip said, Graham, whatever you're going to tell me, I've been there. I've done it. It's fine. Right. And I, and I loved his like grace. I loved his confidence, but like, I, I just think, I don't know. It, it, for me, it all just goes back to action, you know? And so when I look at like, for me, one of my huge passions is business. And so for me, that means getting out there and engaging with, with entrepreneurship and engaging with starting. But like, I think that it can work in art. I think that it can work in human rights issues. I think it can work in like a passion job area. I think it can work in, in anything. Like, I just think that, I, I think that, um, movement is so key. And so, and, and, and so that's what I wish. I mean, I look back and I'm like, why was I not at 19 and 20 and 21 and 22 starting and failing and doing stupid little stuff, right? Like, and you know, and then just building on hopefully those lessons and successes and so. Yeah. Awesome. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. One thing, one other thing, like when I hear, just in hearing you talk is like, um, an interesting factor, and I had this conversation with somebody else recently, was talking about like, you know, we, we all get, not all, but often we get hung up on this, there is a, a job, mm. or this thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. or this career, or whatever that is, right? And um, the more, just in what I've experienced a little bit, has been like, uh, the more that I've found about who I am, that I've like introspectively looked at who I am yeah. and who I believe God has made me to be, give me certain gifts, things that I just go like, man, like I get really into that. I get really passionate about it, even though like it seems silly, even hobbies or yeah. things like yeah, that, yeah. you know? Um, and for me, like everything has kind of pointed back to helping somebody, you know, mm. like when in fitness, it's like you're helping somebody prolong their life yeah. and just even a healthier way to live like, yeah, yeah. and trying to help improve that. And now in EMT, it's like you help people at the worst point of their life. Sure. Like where sure. they don't have another option. That's yeah. all they yeah. got. And yeah. like that, and like the risk side of that for me, just that, I like it, turn, yeah. it just turns my crank 100%. Like, yeah. I love the fact that, you know, for you, 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 it seems like you, you get that about yourself. Like with the business part, you're like, because business is huge, you know, but the entrepreneurship yeah. Yeah. is like the obvious thing. It's yeah. like, well, you know, like you said, not not the actual paleo thing. Sure. Awesome. You yeah, love yeah, it. it's great. Yeah. About it, it promotes healthy yeah. stuff. It's, yeah. It's it's a good good concept. Yep. It helps people, but more than anything, it's the entrepreneur side. Yeah. Which is just like, man, that's yeah, you know, that's that fire. That's that piece that I go, man, whatever that piece is is the thing it's almost more about who we are and less about what the exacts of that are going to look like yeah and I, that's been I don't, that's been mind blowing for me that's been like crazy powerful to kind of figure that out post you know my marriage stuff and divorce like totally. coming back and refiguring out who I was was like monumental for me yeah. you know because you question a lot you know yeah. in failures you question yeah. because oh. It scares you shitless. Yeah. It, it, it exposes some embarrassing things about us that we don't want to be exposed. Sure. Right? And, but refiguring those things out, yeah, is just so powerful. So I just yeah. love that piece that you added there. Well, and it, it goes, I mean, you know, we started this conversation of saying passion is multifaceted. 
right? And so it's that same idea. I mean, I I just don't think, I mean, to, to your point, like, I don't think that a singular passion has a singular expression. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't, I, and I think that seasons happen. I think that experience happens. I think that yeah. we have, you know, we have passion and we allow it to evolve. We allow it to grow. We allow it to, to shift and change. And I think there's something really beautiful about it, yeah. you know. And then, I mean, it might be that we begin to, to recognize that underneath, um, maybe underneath that there are some deeper currents, right? Like yeah. for you, you talk about a current of helping people. Yeah. You know, and you're seeing like I'm seeing Absolutely. this deeper current that then has different expressions, you know. Yeah. So, one, I mean, one of the things I, I, I held on to being an entrepreneur as an identity for a long while. And, um, and I began to recognize that, you know, whether I work for somebody else or work in my own company, like I'm going to bring who I am to that company. And so if somebody's going to hire me, they, 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 it's like, dude, you're hiring somebody who is a creative problem solver, who's a starter. So I'm going to do that within your organization or outside of your organization. You know, I mean, it, it's the, I, I say, you know, the passion is just going to run through regardless, yeah. regardless of the expression, right. you know? Right. So, um, yeah. So it's like for better or worse. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of what you're what you're getting is you're getting somebody who's gonna do that. Totally. So cool. Well, man, I think that's what we had for it. Great. Really appreciate you doing it. Yeah. Yeah, Appreciate man, I love time, it. Yeah, yeah I and love it. This in your kitchen. Dude, in the kitchen. Dude, we never got to your facial hair. Yeah. So oh, we never we never we never talked about that. I mean we you know, like I know naughty by nature is next on the list. Yeah. You know, we've got a lot you naughty by nature right there. Like I know you need a placeholder for that, so like this right now. In so red, cube on A little frame of reference. Drew comes in, and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm checking him out. You know, he's my bud, so I, I see what's going on in his face. And, you know, Drew, throughout time and history, as I've known him, has, has made some attempts at growing facial hair. <laughs> Poorest <laughs> attempts by any human male, and so by I, any standard. So I, I ask him, hey, what what's going on? Are yeah, we growing so, out the mustache? Or, so, uh, you know... You know, when I feel like I want to look like I'm 13 years old, I let my facial hair grow a little bit because it doesn't really complete. But you still got to sculpt it a little bit on the sides and on yeah. the neck. Otherwise, you look like you're, I don't know, even yeah. younger. So, you know, I my theory is that it's kind of like a farm. Yeah, you got to yeah. let it grow, no. and then you got to prune it. So this no. is like letting it grow so that it can be pruned. So and that it comes back thicker. thicker. It does. That's I, the theory. I feel like that's scientifically proven. I don't know okay. if it is, Thank but it Grant. sounds so scientific. Like, I have re- I've used that same argument. I mean, it's... It's, it's a science that I'm yes. experiencing right now. Yeah, it's, it's good. Like that, yeah, my current fire in my bones is get... A badass beard. So <laughs> my current. It's not. That needs to be your question. That needs. That needs to be every week. You guys need to ask that question. What's your current fire in my bones? And you guys each need to answer it. Like every single week. Well, this Absolutely. week my fire in the bones Absolutely. is. That's good. That's like that so, part from Hot Rod where he's like, you know, I have a, ho- a hormone disorder. Yeah. <laughs> Could you get it there? Hormone disorders, but I am claiming this horrible. Facial hair. It looks so. it looks on point. I like it. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we appreciate it. Like we Dude, said, man, it was a lot of really helpful stuff for yeah. me personally, and I cool. you know hope for everybody else who listens. I mean, just yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love what you guys are doing. Awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, everybody, stay tuned next week or next month. Sorry, we're gonna have another podcast coming out. Um, might be interview based. Might be doing just some stuff between the three of us. But we'll you guys listen again. Thanks. You're about to fill the chronicles of a bionicle, lyrically, lyrically spitting.
was hitting, now it's written and kitten hitting with mittens. I'm missing, wishing, man, listen. I glisten like sun and water while fishing. Bust the move in this word. Serve words with nerve embedded. I said it word. Damn, you nerd, man, you heard. Coming from the